0: Hired by faith, driven by results, it's the Compassion Network podcast with Tia Ramey.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Network, where we discuss leadership from the perspective of faith. I'm your host, Tia Ramey, and I'm excited to introduce to you my network of compassionate friends around the state of Ohio that have made changing lives their business. Tonight, I wanted to encourage those of you that have the burning desire to write a book. I've come across so many people that have thought a lot about it, so I thought I'd invite a true go-getter to the show that can encourage you to get it done. Alan Stowe has written great books towards those who believe in God, and since we talk about faith-based leadership, I couldn't think of anyone better to encourage you. So I happen happen to own a few of his books, and I highly recommend his page-turning reads. So, Alan, welcome to the Compassion Network.
0: Oh, I thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm glad that you're here. I, um, I I feel like maybe every five people I talk to wants to write a book. <laughs> um, I, I hear it all the time, you know, and I think it's just that part of us that, um, you know, we look back and then we see our story and we're just ready to tell it and, and inspire others, uh, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. But it's such a common thing, and, and I think that services have made it possible, you know, now that people can self-publish to do it. They just don't know how to get started. Um, so mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, you know, to come on and encourage the future authors of the world um, to to write. So just as an introduction, can you just give them some insight about your professional background and how your faith has led you to this point? Yeah, so my
0: professional background is in uh, multimedia broadcasting and marketing. Um and it's it's very, what's very interesting about it is how you don't realize, you know, how faith um, and your walk with God plays a role sometimes in what you're doing until you're very deep into it. Um, and so with me, it was always just wanting to hang around with my dad and so my dad was the videographer at our church and um, he he just did it out of a strong interest and you know a hobby for it. he didn't he never had any professional training or anything like that he just did it cuz it was something that intrigued him and I just always wanted to be around him doing it and so he evolved in you know, doing weddings and parties and things like that, um, and then once you know, I became of the age to seek an education. After it, I I chose to do so. And I went to school for it, and I've been, you know, doing this for ten years now.
1: Wow, that's awesome! You know, I um, it's amazing the role that our parents play and, and you know, mm-hmm. our becoming who we are, uh, whether they're hands-on or not, and how they inspire us to do the work they do. I wanted to be just like my mom. She was an artist, and she drew pictures all the time. And so I tried mm. to uh, pick up where she left off, and she inspired a lot of my artwork.
0: Yeah, yeah and <clears> throat> I, I throat> think what's real critical is is the the decisions our parents make, because if it wasn't one, for my dad having an interest in, you know, wanting to do videography, or two, him deciding to, you know, leave the church that he was attending when I was first born, then I probably wouldn't be in the position I am today.
1: That's something. And and it's also something that even with videography or using you writing books, you're a storyteller at heart. Mm Mm-hmm. So can you go in a little bit deeper as to how your your faith plays a role in, you know, your creating content because I've seen you work uh, many different ways. You're pretty multifaceted with the talent that you have with media and broadcast media and videography. And, guys, um, you might recognize Alan's voice in our intro. He put that together for me. So he's just awesome, just dynamic, all the talent that's packed into this person. Uh, so can you just talk about, you know, where your faith works and mm-hmm. all of this creativity that you have?
0: Well, um, I think the, the big reason is I I realized that it wasn't me who gave me my gifts. Um,
1: it's not even
0: the institution that I went to that made me so talented, um, And it's where I see uh, God is responsible for everything that I possess. You know, uh, he created me, and without him, I know I wouldn't be able to create any of the work that I do. And so, um, and how I came to realize that is because of how, effortless so to say um, it is for me to work in the profession that I do um, because when it's effortless and it's seamless it's really of of God because we know that God isn't a God of confusion and I've there's not been a day where I've questioned what I'm doing um, because I believe that I am here to create, to tell those stories, and to educate and leave long-lasting memories for people through creative arts and media.
1: I love that you said that, and, you know, I love, you know, where the Bible says that God has made us in his image, and he's so many things, Mm -hmm. including an artist, and so when you have the opportunity to, uh, you know, connect with God on that level, being this artist, the creator, and putting putting information out there and being a good steward over your gifts. I, I see him continue to increase and multiply that talent and also allow that to uh, provide for us as well. Um, but, you know, I want you to kind of talk to me about your first book. You know, I bought it. It was a really, really good read. It's very motivational. Um, can you just talk to us about your first book and why you thought it was necessary to write?
0: Well, with my first book, um, I will always give my business partner, Whitney Barkley, kudos for helping me with that, uh, because that was something that, in my mind, I hadn't planned on doing, you know, until I got, you know, older and just ran out of stuff to do. Um, But she brought to my attention that it was selfish to think that way, to even see to even think that I would see an older age, um, and if I if I had the you know the content and the subject and what needed to go in the book already, just why not do it right away? Um, and so at the at the core of it, I really just you know have a, a passion for for helping people um which can help and hurt me <laughs> sometimes but um but that's really the root of I just want people to be in a position to maximize th- what where they are in life and to seek after better so my first book uh is what I call is why I titled it uh, what were you thinking the guide to becoming a new thinker um, because if we change our, our mindset, if we change our perspective, then we can change the life that we live.
1: So, is uh, you know, what were you thinking, The Guide to Becoming a New Thinker? Do you have some personal experience with um, having to think differently uh, that you might want to share with our audience?
0: Oh, uh, well, I know – we don't have that much time, but um, <laughs> but no, maybe one point. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I I think a lot of it happened, you know, within really my career field and knowing uh, when my time was up in a certain venue. But that doesn't mean that my time was up within my calling. And I think a lot of people confuse, you know, having a hard time with certain people or on a certain job uh, or dealing with a tough circumstance means that they're not, that they're supposed to give up <clears throat> what they're doing altogether. when that isn't the case at all. It's just about, you know, using discernment and having wisdom on when you need to take your calling to another venue. And, um, you know i'm and it's all it's all about you know everything ha- has a season um and I think that's where I utilize you know changing my thinking uh a lot in how can I still utilize my calling but get out of a a toxic environment or an environment where I can't produce the fruit that I know I can um so that that's where it came in real handy with me is. The course of my calling, but just doing it in a different venue.
1: That's good. You know what? I really appreciate that you said that, and I can relate to it because um, I used to feel like I used to feel bad about uh, the fact that it seems like I could always help people get things off the ground, but when it was time for them to really take off, the Lord would always kind of pull me out of those spaces and go off to the next thing. And it made me feel at the time that I couldn't finish anything that I started, which doesn't really feel like Mm. me because I can obsess with finishing something. Um, Mm. But I couldn't understand that. And I had to really shift my mind to understanding my own calling that I'm a trailblazer. I'm the person you put at the beginning of a process. I'm not really the person that's at the end. That's that's my role, and I'm comfortable in that. And once I became comfortable, especially in my business as an entrepreneur, I would explain to people that my specialty was working with startups. Um, But I'm not the person that once your company is structured that you want them to come in and you already have a process. I love developing processes, not following them. (laughs) So I, I really appreciate that you said that. Uh, Because I'm really, really bored once there is a process that's structured and it's monotonous, I don't fit into that space. But I don't mind blazing the trail and doing all the testing and finding out what works and what doesn't and creating the reports and the data. That's where I have the most fun. Uh, So Mm. I think that that really is a paradigm shift, is understanding uh, where you are and who you are. Uh, and, And like you said, taking those gifts and even moving it to a different venue. And I think that, you know, being stuck sometimes, and being stubborn mm-hmm. um is yep. really a creativity killer.
0: Yeah. Cuz one one thing i say in in my first book is if you are stuck in your ways, you will be stuck in your way. And mm, that's good. i think if we if like you were saying there's a lot you know to what you were saying if we can't accept our role in our calling then we'll never be satisfied You know, I just think about just I just, you know, think back to uh, Like Abraham If you think about Abraham and Moses Told them about, you know When he told Abraham how, you know His seed would be numbered like the stars Or he told Moses that he was going to lead The children of Israel to the promised land But neither one of them got to see The fulfillment of that but they had to be faithful to the role that they played.
1: And doesn't that burn? Like if you had to think about that, all the work that they did and (laughs) traveling and like, oh, my gosh, to have to, uh, you know, see people go into it but not be able to cross over. And I have felt that way with many businesses that I've helped start and things that I've helped to get off the ground and, and Um, companies that I've helped, but when they're like, they hit that place where now they can hire someone full-time to do my job, or they want to hire me full-time, and the Lord is like, no. (laughs) Like,
0: what do you mean? I
1: built this. (laughs) And he's like, no, go do the next thing. So I really love that example. So I always think that when it comes to writing, for many people, getting started is the hardest part. I mean, just sitting down and getting started. So uh, what are some great tips that you have for people that would like to write a book and are having that trouble with getting started
0: uh the is is real easy uh, one to accomplish and it's real easy to overthink and not accomplish um, so I will hope everyone will want to accomplish so it's it's about not being fearful of being perfect the first time your pen hits the paper or your finger touches the keyboard. The the biggest thing that you have to do is with up in your head, get it out on paper, get it in a word document. Like, don't worry about formatting. Don't worry about how long it is. Don't worry about if you're spelling things, right? Just get it out so you can see the puzzle pieces and then you know what the finished picture is supposed to look like, and you just put those pieces in the right place.
1: That's great advice. I, um, I have a saying that uh, perfection kills productivity, and I think mm. you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and I've noticed that with a lot of entrepreneurs that I've worked with is that they are so focused on perfecting their product so it never makes it to production, and then they burn themselves out before they can produce. And, yep. you know, that's why I say I'm at the beginning of the process. I get the ball rolling. It's rough and it's ugly then. Now, those people at the end of the process, that's what your editor is for, so they can perfect it. But mm-hmm. I would agree with 100%. Like, just get it out there. Uh, what What is your own personal process, you know, with just mm-hmm. writing, we'll say, <laughs> just, you know, chapter one. Um, I know You're in like, right. college I remember having, like, writer's block and just starting a paper with. I would have so much anxiety, <laughs> with just mm-hmm. getting started and figuring out what are the first few words I should put to paper.
0: Yeah, so my my personal process, um, and this definitely will not work for everyone, but um, I like I have a, a deadline that I want to release a book every year on my birthday, and so I oh, work well with yeah I work well with timeline, so if I know that something is due by x date like I know how to manage the time to make sure that gets done um and that's definitely not for everybody because people will put so much pressure on themselves to finish by that date that they they mess it up um, but as far as the writing goes i uh I always make sure that. I start a note in my phone that outlines what I want in my book. Um, so that way when I'm out and about and I hear something, I can just go to that note and, you know, make a note of where I want that to be placed at or if it's just a thought that needs, uh, that's, that, you know, corresponds with my book. And I can try to figure out where it ties in later Um but I just, you know, I'm real, real structured. Kind of set my mind. Do I want to write, you know, seven chapters, ten chapters, and then I come up with, you know, the right amount of topics for the the chapter amount I want to write, and then kind of just go from there.
1: I think that's a really great process, um, especially the notes part. And I work similarly. I wrote a book about six or seven years ago called um, First Steps Toward an Answered Prayer. And it was all about my personal journey with crossing over from being an employee to an entrepreneur and the faith Mm -hmm. that it took to get there and the discipline that it took spiritually to be in that position to do that. Um, But when I, I knew I wanted to write a book, I set a deadline for myself and I'm similar that I have to work on deadlines because it doesn't matter how important it is. If you say, I really need you to do this, if you don't give me a deadline, it's it's just going to fall out of the atmosphere. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could say, yeah. I need a kidney, you know, and I'm like, oh, do you? But you did not give me a date, so you missed out on that kidney.
0: And that's just
1: <laughs> that's how I work. <laughs> but that's what I did. I set a deadline for myself, and then I wrote out an outline. And I outlined all of my chapters. Um, And then, you know, from there, I just kind of did all my research uh, of just some of the key points I wanted to be in each chapter. So I like to build it up as a skeleton and then fill in the gaps. And then I just did a chapter a day until it was done. Um, So I think that that's great. Structure your time. And if you can figure out just a window of time that you can dedicate towards writing, um, then it helps, you know, helps to move that process along.
0: Yeah. So, any, you know, people any, are really Oh, sorry, go ahead Sorry um, well, I was going to say any success Takes, you know, some sacrifice You know, so when I wanted mm-hmm. to Write my first Book, you know, I had To, you know, sacrifice Waking up two hours Earlier than I would usually do because At that point in my life, that was the only Time that I literally had to Do anything personal Um so it's just like you're saying, talk about finding that, that time to do it. You know, you got to sacrifice, you know, your night out with friends or sacrifice that, you know, hour of TV that you watch that you can easily DVR catch on Hulu the next day and just dedicate that time to what you want to write.
1: That's good. You know what? Um, I think that that is excellent advice, and sometimes I don't even think we realize how much uh, being inundated with media and unnecessary content is boggling down Mm -hmm. our time and creativity. So Mm -hmm. that by itself was a really good tip. I looked at my screen. You ever get those screen time apps, and they tell you how much time you were on your phone? I was so ashamed.
0: I get I get happy when it tells me like oh you were down nine percent from last week like okay good
1: good. <laughs> oh my gosh, I always talk about how busy I am, and I always feel like I'm running out of time. And then when I get that report, it's like oh that's disgusting. You got to do better. <laughs> <laughs> so much time wasted. So it's better to take control of your time and and go ahead and put on your calendar when you're going to start writing and what what the time is going to look like. And most likely that will be that time you would spend watching TV. So, Alan, you know, people are really stressed out right now. You know, some people have lost their jobs or some people are afraid they might lose their jobs or some people are just, you know, stuck at home with kids that they don't like. Um, (laughs) That's stressful, too. Uh, so what are some great tips that you have for people that would like to write a book and, and you know, they're having trouble with being inspired right now because they're stressed? Any encouraging um, the, words?
0: Yeah, the the inspiration is you have been literally given the time to do it. And, you know, once the government says, okay, everybody is free now, you'll be mad that you didn't take advantage of this time. The What you should be afraid of is not leveraging this time for the positive. Like, it's easy. Just as easy as it is to, to sulk and be uninspired is as easy as it is to be inspired. And I think a good way to to build up your inspiration is if you set small goals for yourself every day. Like maybe you start off like, okay, this is going to be the title and I can write my dedication or I want to outline each chapter today. Like just set milestones for yourself every day until you build up, a, you know, a, that muscle To endure the full time process of writing it, Um, because you know you never. Well, we don't know when the COVID nineteen stuff is going to end. But if it if it ends May first, like you're going to be real upset that you didn't take the six weeks that you had off to to do that.
1: That's an excellent point. I've been telling a lot of people, you know, don't come out of this the same you, you got to come mm-hmm. out better you know and, and this is a good time to be creative and you know to drive ingenuity businesses books ideas artwork whatever has been in you that you didn't have time to to do this is a great mm-hmm. time to not allow you know the distractions of the world to stop you from um, doing those things that God's put on your heart to do like this podcast was my thing I've been wanting to do this for about a year now, and this gave me the opportunity. Now, I'm not sitting in traffic for an hour, and, you know, I'm at right. home with my family to uh, put this sort of content out in the world. And my goal was to show people that God has no boundaries, and he has a billion ways that he reaches people through leadership. And so I really appreciate you coming onto to the show and, and just explaining the process and giving some good tips about uh, you know, how God has inspired you to write the books that you've written. So, you know, I'll, I'll ask everyone that comes on the show, you know, how do we support you? You know, give us contact information, what so have you, so that we know uh, how the, how we can help you do more of the great work that you're doing.
0: Yeah, you can cash at me a million dollars, dollar sign, but no, um my uh, my website is Open and available It's theallenstowe.com T-H-E-A-L-L-E-N uh, S-T-O-W-E Dot com You can see the two published books That I have one there And then uh, the third one That will be coming out later this year Plus I have blogs on there uh, That I pray Inspires everyone that reads them And Uh yeah, that's where everything is at, really, at theislandstow.com. Well, I will
1: make sure that um, that URL is with your bio, and you guys can also read more about him when you go to the thecompassionnetworkpodcast.com, and I will make sure that his cash app is <laughs> included in the bio, <laughs> along with his 1000000 dollars request.
0: <laughs> hey, closed mouth don't get fish.
1: Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> was it? And spiritually, you have not because you ask not, right? right. <laughs> right. He right. did ask for one million dollars, so uh, thank you for that. <laughs> I say that with a question mark on the end, but um. <laughs> Do you have any final encouraging words for the listeners that are um, excited and they've got their pen in hand or they got their notes app uh, for getting started with writing their book and publishing
0: it last yeah, chance? Um, yeah, every everybody has a story. Therefore, everybody has the ability to be an author, I would Assume majority of the people listening to this are above the age of 18. And so by the time you're 18, you could possibly have over 6,500 stories to write. So take advantage, even after this quarantine time, take advantage of the time that God has given you to just go for it because you can't you can't fail, like the the failure is in you not doing it. So why not try to be successful?
1: That's really good. That's really good. It, you know, I just had this question that popped into my mind. I know we got just a few minutes left, but um, every mm-hmm. story in the Bible, you know, every book has like a theme. Every one story: Joseph, Moses, you know, um, David. Mm-hmm. They all have like this central theme. Uh, what would be the theme, like if people read the story about your life, what would be the theme up until this point that someone would gain from your story?
0: Whew, that's a great question. Um I think I think my theme would be unapologetic determination. Because anything if I if I want to do something like if is going to happen and in my mind it has to be the best or it's not worth doing. And if I have whatever I have to learn, whatever tools I need to get, uh no matter what the process is, no matter how crazy I look, like I'm going to just be determined to get it and not apologize for it.
1: That's very good. I I think that um my story reminds me so much of your book, your first book title. Like, what were you thinking? (laughs) 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 This is a wonderful journey of what it looks like to uh, try to control uh, my own story. And, you know, the process of putting it back in God's hands. I feel like, you know, me and God do a good job of playing patty cake. You know, we just go back and forth. (laughs) That's the theme. Um, But, Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I had a great time talking to you tonight. Um, hopefully, your guests, my guests here, have had a great time listening. Uh, in closing, guys, the Compassion Network is all about leadership from the perspective of faith. It takes great faith to put inspiring content into the world. Leaders like Alan have worked very hard to encourage others to do great things. You heard it straight from his mouth. He believes in uh, excellence and quality. So. If you would like to connect with him, on, and he does excellent work, uh, then please visit the CompassionNetworkPodcast.com, and I will make sure that you have his contact information. Also, tomorrow night we have Dr. Wanda Suber, who's going to come and talk to us about civic engagement. She has an organization that holds elected officials accountable for their campaign promises and she's going to talk to you tomorrow about how her faith has inspired her to do that work so again make sure you visit com. stop by facebook and instagram to follow us we appreciate you for listening have a great night you are listening to the compassion network podcast